This is DJ Beowulf with WKNC. I am in the HD2 production studio, currently sitting down with Callista Records to talk about King Gino performing at Double Barrel Benefit 17 this upcoming February. We're going to get into everything the, that the project does together and specifically um, how they formed and their history in a little bit. Uh, if y'all want to go down the line and introduce yourselves, that would be fantastic. Say who you are and what you do in regards to the whole project. Uh, my name is PM. I'm a producer. I'm an artist, and I'm also an audio engineer for Callisto Records. I am Gino, also known as King Gino. Um, I'm an artist, uh, the CEO of Callisto Records, and yeah, microbiology major here at NC State too. Tight. Yeah. I am Rashid Devasco. I'm the photographer and videographer. I do a lot of the image-related stuff, graphic design, visual arts, something that I love to do. I just came across, and I'm a plant bio major here at NC State. Nice. How's it going, y'all? So uh, my name's Astronate. I'm a producer. Um, I'm down. Gotcha. Yeah. So I appreciate, <laughs> that. appreciate that. Just make things easy for yourself. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, you know. Um, uh, so I'm a producer. I'm also the DJ, um, and I do a little bit of directing music videos every now and then. I'm an aerospace engineering student, so that's where the Astro came from. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. this man's out of this world. Yeah, you're all <laughs> studying, like, hard science, which is insane. Like, yeah. even audio engineering is, like, hard science, I, I don't study it. I'm, I'm actually in fashion and textile management. I just do audio engineering. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all will relate, because I'm also a humanities. Mm -hmm. So, is fashion humanities? Mm -mm. It's a, it's a, um, it's a science. Hard yeah, sciences. I'm yeah. literally a social work major, so like, if y'all can do math, you're better than me. <laughs> Get go. Um, but anyways, getting back into the nitty gritty, uh, you're all part of Callisto Records, which is why you introduce the different um, things that you work on in regards to this collective. But specifically for Double Barrel, we'll be promoting King Gino as an artist. Um, so let's talk about that first, and then we'll go back into the entire record company that y'all have. Um, how long has King Gino been either your stage name or the project that you've been working on yeah so uh king gino came about um well you know it was like my gamer tag on like playstation nice since i was like 11 <laughs> and i was like recently updates so you can finally change your gamer yeah, tag but it's king gino forever you know like mm -hmm. i was like man, it's, you know it's a classic now um but like i used to like rap in high school i didn't have like a stage name or anything and so i used to just like when like the teachers would assign assignments, like you can make a song for this, I'm like bet, bet. and I'd make a rap. Everybody'd be like, "Yo, Gino, rap for the next assignment," and so like became a thing. Um, but I really didn't start releasing music under King Gino until uh, freshman year. I, I ran into I was rapping on YouTube. And you're beats. a senior now, right? Yeah. Nice. So, yep, senior now, almost out of here. Uh, <laughs> be out December 2020. Fingers crossed. You never know. <laughs> um, and like freshman year, I like found found Nate and uh, Norm, who's not here. Ayo, Norm, shout him out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, people who finally make original beats. Like I can I can actually like put out music. And, yeah, like, yeah. You know, moving and on so, from YouTube beats is a step up. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so uh, like I'd say like what was that December 2016 was like yeah. the birth of King Gino, nice. and um, we've been dropping stuff, doing shows ever since. So really weird small world and this is going to be i don't know if i've ever told this to you before actually yeah. december of 2017 yeah i was i was a freshman at the time um and i 
was at some like house party or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was on like uh, bearskin court. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and I just remember the entire room was like, Gino's gonna rap or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And I had no idea what was going on. I just knew the guys who lived there at the time, but yeah. like they were all doing their own thing, and I was like a freshman, like twiddling my thumbs next to the fridge. Oh man. And I just remember like I saw you like perform for like six minutes total or something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, like... And that's, uh, like, how I knew that you existed. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, shout out my boy Samir and Jay. Uh, I think that's their house. That was their house. And, I think um, they still live there. Really? I don't know. I, have to, I, have to, I was friends with the two... They lived with two white guys named Alex. They were yeah. both named Alex. And I knew yep. both of the Alexes. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. And then they, like... They had some fight or whatever, so now they don't live together. So oh. like, every time I see Samir at Chipotle, I'm like, hello. Yeah, that's my guy. We used to work at Starbucks, actually. Yes, and so he, he did. Like, Jay worked there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I used to work at Starbucks freshman year. And so we all worked at Starbucks together. And he was like, yo, come out to the party. And like, yo, you're going to rap? You're going to rap? And I'm like. That's such a Jay move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know Jay. Yeah, yeah. man. And so it's like, most definitely. And then so. I was like, hey, Jay, uh, I'm going to rap. He's like, yeah, Ben. He like gathers everybody from the party like, Gino's about to rap. Gino's about to rap. And I'm like, oh, you know, and it was great. Like, yeah, no, um, that was, they had a very small house. It was really crowded. I was like yeah. anxious in the fridge. And I remember this drunk girl came up to me and like grabbed my face. And she was like, you're so pretty. And I was like, please don't touch me. <laughs> and then immediately Yo. after that, she stopped touching me because you started rapping. And she's like, got to go watch this. Oh, man. <laughs> That's super cool. Small world. Small world, chaotic night, small house. Um, But you've definitely stepped up over the years from playing like random house shows. Talk a little bit more about the uh, facilitated events that you've done, like actual King Gino shows. Yeah, uh, man, it was super cool. So we like we definitely started out in house parties. Um, and then we, you know, we just tried to get our shows. uh, We had uh, like a show promoter in Charlotte uh, help us get a couple shows. A um, couple cool opportunities. Like, we opened up for Cassidy. Nice. Uh, was that last summer? Yeah, it was last summer. Yeah, August 2018. And if y'all are ever, like, part of these productions or anything, feel free to hop in and, like, add some extra details. And yeah. Stuff. And um, and so, like, we, you know, we started, like, just performing for other shows, like, opening up for people. And then it got to a point where um, it was, like, All-Star Weekend in Charlotte. And, and like, it was a great show. Like, Stunner for Vegas was performing. And, and it was it was a great show. It was All-Star Weekend in Charlotte. It was, it was super cool. But, like, we didn't really enjoy the 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 way things were ran. It was, like, it was very unorganized. Yeah. Um, so we're like, you know, we're going to just start throwing our own events. And so we started yeah. small with house parties. And uh, they were wildly successful. Um, <laughs> very wildly. Very, very successful. And so we were like, oh, you know, like it became a thing and we just kept, you know, growing our fan base. And um, and so now we we had our latest Callisto hosted event was downtown at Emerge uh, last month. Nice. Which was great. And um, so we just tried to like build our fan base into bigger venues, which is why I'm super excited to be uh, performing at King's. I actually met the owners um, not too long ago at the library, State of Sound. Oh, the library, yeah. cool. And so we performed at the library, uh, connected with uh, Jason Evans-Groth over mm-hmm. there and uh, DJ Alex Valencia and um, just a lot of cool people. Like It's like, you know, those small opportunities. Yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. like, oh, I've seen you at this. You want to, you know, and then they we just keep getting invited to it's stuff. It's like building that network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's been, it's been super cool. So I'd say one of our coolest shows is we had a show – it was a competition here in Raleigh for at the 440 nightclub. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
it was like it was like I mean it was so many artists performing that day. It was yeah. like what 35, 40 people and it was like whoever wins gets a trip to the grand prize show and I was like, All right. And okay. so you know, it was like right across the street from state. So we, you know, we hit the ground running, we sold tickets, really hit a lot of groundwork and we we packed the venue and you know, we nice. won the show. And so the next show was in LA, which was super cool because uh like I brought my mom out and, and you my already sister. went to LA. Uh, like this has already happened? Yeah, yeah. This cool. was uh this past August, yeah, okay. yep. Yeah. Uh, the Labor Day weekend, this nice. past Labor Day weekend, and it was awesome to like see out there, and it was cool because everybody who won their show in their own city, yeah, like was there, and so I so got you the won network. the Raleigh one, yeah, cool, and so everybody was there like to network, and it was super cool. So I uh, hope to keep like some of those connections in touch too so yeah and i know that wknc as a whole is super stoked we love being able to like catch artists like in their prime right before they blow up yeah um like for example a couple years back um mez who was once upon a time king mez played double barrel benefit i think in like 2011 or 2012 yeah and now he just played dreamville and stuff and we yep. got to interview him again and it was like crazy to see that blow up so <laughs> yeah. and we've got a really stoked line or stacked lineup this year oh, yeah. that we're super stoked on i totally switched that <laughs> um uh uh, night one is the night you're performing, which is like our hip hop alternative lineup that we've got going on, mm -hmm. featuring uh, y'all, Pat Jr. and Dot Wave Media. It'll be opened by Vacant Company, but they're more like punk than uh, yeah. rap or anything like that. Um, for the other two acts, have you had any experience with them or collaborated at all in the past? Oh yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, we with like Dot Wave, like we we known a lot of these guys since just freshman year. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like we're freshmen, yeah, yeah like. Uh, but I remember we, we had constellations, and I think I think a few of them came out to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, we we hosted this event last year in the Entrepreneurs Village, um, where we rented out like an apartment uh, where at Innovation Hall. We plan to host it in the new Entrepreneurs uh, yeah. Garage, which is just exciting. Um, so we want to do an annual event where almost like Revenge of the Dreamers, where we send an nice. invite to like different artists, and we're really about like fostering that 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 music community. I think like one thing we all feel strongly about is the the you know the tide raises all the boats you know what I mean mm -hmm. and if we could like lift the community up we only ultimately lift ourselves and everybody else up um and so we we sent the invite to everybody and everybody on dot wave got an invite nice. and so um yeah some of them uh showed up we see them at events uh and um Pat Jr actually mm -hmm. somebody put me on to Pat Jr about Couple months ago, I was on a he's New up York, and coming too. It's yeah, really cool. New York City trip, and um, I was with Henry, Henry Boy, yeah, and I was on that trip with him, and and me and Henry had like hit it off. Super cool dude. And then um, yeah, his... he was so adamant. He was like, "We are booking King Gino. It's going to happen." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, sweet, yeah." Shout out the man. I know Henry. that name. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. And um, one of his friends, Drew Martin, who I think he works works for, for Ad Hoc yeah. out in New York. Yep, yep. He put me on. He was like, "Dude, you gotta check out Pat Jr." And Drew's Drew's music knowledge in North Carolina was crazy. It is crazy. It's I like mean, crazy. he's like based in New York, but has such strong ties to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Ad Hoc in particular, like works really closely with Kings and does like all of their presents gigs. So yeah, yeah. He's he's got a footing for sure. Yeah. So he put me on um to Pat Jr. I was like, "Oh, this dude's dope." So I went followed mm -hmm. him on Instagram and and just went back and forth. So I definitely look forward to collaborating with. A, yeah. a lot of these local artists there's so much talent just in like yeah. raleigh alone mm -hmm. and then you know you got durham there's so much talent in durham and, and then you mentioned charlotte like a million times last year we had a uh, young bull from durham come out yes tight. Young yep, yep yep young bull we met young bull uh 
Um, when Track Girl came. Yeah, Track Girl came to speak at NC State. Yes, I remember seeing that at the library. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so we, we got to speak with her, show her some beats. She showed us an unreleased beat. I was like, yo. Was, <laughs> we were like super geeking out. And then uh, Young Bull was there, so we got mm -hmm. to network with him. And um, They did a lounge session here with us after Double Barrel. Yeah, yeah. super cool guys. Super cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, tangential quench, uh, question, possibly. Um, it has been a common trope as far as hip hop has been like a prominent genre to have um, like groups of artists like work together as a collective to like push themselves forward in things. Uh, that kind of took an ebb in like the 2000s where like single brand name artists like really took off. Um, uh, and it's there's a resurgence again, like you see Brockhampton taking the stage. Not comparing y'all to Brockhampton because you make different music, um, but what are the pros and cons in your mind of like that teamwork-based effort in terms of like getting your music out there? Well, I think we each have something different to kind of offer that kind of collectively benefits us. For like, in for instance, I'm not really that good with networking, mm -hmm. but I'm good with beats and making, you know, audio engineering and some things. But Gino's really good with networking. <laughs> but then if we play He's a show, charismatic, yeah. yeah. And if we if we play a show, we need someone to DJ. So then Astro Nate's gonna DJ, and then we mm -hmm. need someone to shoot it. So you know, Rashidi Devasco's gonna shoot us. So then we have we each kind of play a role, and we just kind of have one cohesive goal, and we just we just knock it out. So how did Callisto come together? Obviously, you've identified all of your strengths, <laughs> and it makes sense that like. It's kind of like that DIY mindset, like why pay someone else to shoot your shows when you can work as a team and get it done? Um, but like how did Callisto specifically form and how long has it been a thing? Um, okay, so I say freshman year, I met Nate and Norm and we Shout were- Norm yet again. Yeah, man. Yes. Hey, yo, Norm, that's my roommate. Hey, yo, <laughs> hey, yo you better. Um, and so I met them and we were making music and I was already just friends with PM freshman mm -hmm. year, but like completely unrelated to music. Yeah. We were just friends. And then, um, and then, man, I heard one of his songs on SoundCloud and I could not stop listening to it. <laughs> like I could not, like it was like disappeared like the whole summer. I was like, oh my God, dude. I was like, yo, send me the beat. I have to rap on this. And then, um, and then so we, we did that. We linked up on that song and then we just like, just kept making more music together. And so then me and PM were making music and then, uh, uh, Nate, Norm, and I were already making music together, and then, um, and then that boy Rashid was my roommate, and it, and was, it was pretty funny how we met because the first time we met was actually I was on my way to work over at the Exploratory Studies building. Yeah, yeah. This random kid with a pineapple head and the <laughs> 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 comes up to me, and he's all like, "Hey, you should peep my mixtape, man, with the biggest smile ever." And I'm like, "Sure, I take it, I look at it, you know, listen to it, and all that at work," and then looked up, you know. And my future roommates for the following semester because you know yeah. it was spring going and beyond fall. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, it was the kid who gave me his business card. <laughs> no way! And I was like, bet. Yeah, so, you do be on that like business card grind though. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like we've got I, a couple like floating around the studio, and I'll just be like digging through our mail or something. I'll be like another one. Like, <laughs> another one. Yeah. That's, that's like, an amazing. We just leave I them know. places. <laughs> it works. Yeah, and like it's face to name and all that. So mm -hmm. the following year, you know, uh, he was my roommate, and like he was like asking me for help on like how to like work on the remix cover for Disappear. Yeah, the same, the same song, the same, beat, the same yeah. song. I was like, I had a cover. I was like, mm. I was like, yo, he was like, he was like. Like, he just has a very artistic visual mind. Like, his photos, he just takes cool pictures. And I was like, you think you just help? Like, I don't know what to do here. And he was like, yeah. And then he gave me back the cover, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Been like that since, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Best how, cover artist in the game. How do y'all differentiate yourself from other groups? Like, Dot Wave is a group, and they're also performing Double Barrel, but mm -hmm. they're, like, not the same type of music or anything. Yeah. 
I say each one of us uh, really stays true to what we're comfortable with, and mm-hmm. we all find our own pocket. And um, and we, and we like we we sort of we don't really overlap too much, but when we do come together, it blends really well. Um, so like I say, my style is more like conscious lyrical rap, mm-hmm. something right. something around there. Yeah. Um, and like PM's like real like trap heavy, especially with his productions, like real trap like heavy bass hitting, you know, hitting mm-hmm. hard. And then um, I like to describe Nate's style as like he'll take a funky sample and just like flip it and just mm-hmm. like make it knock. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Houston's going hard. Yeah. And then um, AO Norm's real like lo fi, uh, chill hop beats. And mm-hmm. he really he really goes in that realm. And as an artist, it, you know, like um, as a rapper, I can rap on a trap beat, I can rap on a funky sample, I can rap on a lo fi beat. Flexibility is key. Yeah. And yeah. Amir. He has like this, like uh, he's kind of like kind of like R and B a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like trap soulish, but like yeah. real, like like I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, okay. but it's like real. Yeah, he cool. kind of has his own lane. Yeah. If yeah. you can't spit the word out immediately, it's there's just more to talk about. You yeah. know, right. opens yeah. up that door to conversation. Um, so, what can an audience member expect from a show, either King Gino or Callisto Records? A great time. Yeah, great time. <laughs> Um, do y'all play with like live musicians or do you have like a sample track that you use or uh, usually we go off of our beats uh, we have Nate on the ones and twos on the DJ mix uh, <laughs> you know scratching a bit and um, pauses and one thing uh, that that we all really understand and, and that we really try to focus on is every show we're only half of the half of the performance mm-hmm. every show you know the crowd is always the other half so we really focus on that crowd interaction and um and really getting the people into it, because then when the when the people are into it, then we get into it even more, and then it's just you feeding know, off of each other. Yeah, yeah, and it creates it creates a, a good vibe, and it really resonates. And so, we really try to get the crowd into it. Now, one thing we talked about behind the scenes is that a lot of your lyrics focus on like mental health and particularly like heavy subjects. Mm-hmm. How do you turn that into music that people can dance to or that are like actively engaged in? Um, if it's such like a, I, I hesitate to say heavy because it's not like you're being sad about it or anything, mm-hmm. but like it is, a, I'm just going to use a, cinnamon, a synonym, it is like a weighted topic to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I for me personally, I kind of, I'm kind of more trappish, so mine kind of just, it's not really perpetuating anything necessarily it's kind of more like like telling my story you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and i think that each one of us kind of can kind of relate to that we kind of just tell our own story and we just kind of put it out there some people you know like the story some people may not you know they, they may not resonate with them mm-hmm. but that's all we can really do is just provide the story to people and and yeah yeah i feel like uh especially with the trap mr rogers yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so with me because i produce uh, whenever I try to put out a project, uh, it's hard for me to tell stories because I have no lyrics. Yeah. So uh, my project that I first released is called The Trap Mr. Rogers. Um, and I wanted to tell a story about like a, a black kid in a rough community because you you think about Mr. Rogers. Um, when you grow up, you watch him and he talks about all sorts of like, uh, problems that kids face and whatnot. They just made a movie about him. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. 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 You're going to go that. see it too. Literally you have to. You have to. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of take it in a route that um, what if Mr. Rogers was talking about, you know, that kid that, you know, he can't go outside because the neighborhood's not safe. Right. Um, and just like handling all the different emotions that you know a person goes to and so like every track I tried to through the sounds I tried to create like what kind of emotion I remember like as a kid I was feeling mm-hmm. like when I couldn't like ride my bike around the corner or something like right, that right 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 um and just like hoping that maybe there's some other kid out there that feels the same way and yeah. that can really like resonate with that and I think ultimately that storytelling and that just expression of those like 
especially like sometimes like kept up feelings like mm-hmm. mixed for great music and then it just resonates people are like man this is tough yeah. like like <laughs> you know like, like sometimes you're upset and you just want to like just like you know vibe in it or like you know just express it and then you know people could really resonate with that yeah, um, yeah yeah what kind of audience feedback have you received thus far through your career oh man uh <laughs> It man, so much, so much different ways. Yeah, uh, probably it, a mixed bag for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's talking about some people who can or can, uh, can or cannot vibe and things like that. Yeah, I say okay. My favorite thing that's happened so far nice. with uh, with uh, with a uh, fan interaction was I performed at the STEM Media Success Summit right with nice. uh, Dr. Nehemia Mabry, and he invited me. Uh, he was like, "I'm a microbiologist. You rap." We want you to perform. And I was like, bet. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, bet. Uh, and there was a lot of kids in the crowd, right? And yeah, so, if you weren't also a microbiology student, that'd be kind of like left field. Like, <laughs> you rap. I study microbiology. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it fit It fit really well. And um, it, and I, I, it's cool. Like, the kids could see, like, I'm a scientist and I, like, pursue my passion and do music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sort of important for me to show, you know. Uh, I mean, Megan The Stallion is so upfront about how she is currently getting her degree. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. while being on the road, and, yeah, yeah, and it's super cool. Like at, when it, that's like one of the reasons I do like uh, making the signs. Like wow, she's in college. Like she's actually doing the yeah. thing. She posts like, videos of herself like doing homework yeah. before she goes on stage. Yeah, yeah. and it's super <laughs> so cool. Crazy. So when I did a show, uh, when I did that show, a kid he um, he he like during the show he made like a paper, you know, like the unfold me like little, yeah, 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 little yeah. things from like elementary right. school. The little like fortune teller thing. Yeah, the fortune teller thing. Yeah. So he made one and it's like opened it, uh, opened it and it's like you're a great singer and then he signed it and it was like Armand age seven. I was just like oh, <laughs> and like, and like, age and, seven. Yeah, I know. And I like pinned it to my board but just to see you that. could just change his life. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. Like just to see like it resonate with somebody so young and they and they just they they really appreciated it. I think that was like my favorite. But I mean, I've gotten love from people I've never expected to like yeah. that that would like mm-hmm. it or you know like. The, the reaction, it's always crazy because, like, sometimes you just feel like you're putting stuff out there and nobody's really, you know, it doesn't resonate with anybody. You're just, like, yeah. shooting it, you know, shooting into the dark. But then you get that feedback or, like, somebody tells you something, you're like, whoa. Or, like, yeah. recently the the Spotify um, rap yeah. thing. Your artist wrap-up, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, some people, like, weren't norm yeah. and nate were like somebody's number one artist i had a, yeah. I had a couple people yeah. that i was on their top five list and like that when i was in class and i saw it on someone's story i was like that's like unbelievable that's crazy that's yeah. something you would never think would even happen to you until like it happens mm-hmm. and then you don't know how to feel about it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and did you like favorite. know the people that you were their favorite artist a couple people i like i knew but i would have never expected that they were listening to yeah. me like on a regular basis yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that surprised me yeah that's a really empowering feeling just to like get that much positive feedback. Um, since you are on the up and coming and things, uh, name some artists that you may aspire to be like in the future or that you're really interested in emulating some of their work. Um, I say personally, a couple of my favorite artists. Um, well, you know, I like who's your Spotify number one. My who was my Spotify number one? Uh, oh my! I don't use. I use Apple Music. I also I use, use Apple so, Music. So yeah. So like my numbers Ouch. are skewed. I think mine was mine. Actually, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna say you know King Gino was my number one artist of 2019. Uh, naturally, I think Norm and Nate were two and three. Um, nice. <laughs> but like uh, probably love. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big fan of TDE. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and TDE. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super cool. And I like how they're sort of attacking it as a collective as well. Um, I think I think most of us are big fans of like uh like um like 
uh, like ASAP Mob and mm-hmm. uh, Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. and sort of sort of groups like that. Um, but I just love hip hop in general. Yeah. Like I just love hip hop. So you know the greats of the greats and there's so many artists. I could go all day. J Cole, of course, yeah. what he's doing with Dreamville is super cool. Yeah. Um, now. Similar subject, but returning back to something that we talked about earlier. So as I said, behind the scenes, you mentioned that a lot of your music talks about mental health. And my follow-up question was, is it in general or specifically regarding the black community? And then returning to, and you said it was specifically your own experiences, which are naturally targeted towards people who have shared similar experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then regarding artists that have influenced you. Recently, I saw that No Name doesn't want to perform shows that are uh, predominantly like white audiences and things. Um, she did like a whole like interview on it and it was really well thought out and really informative about how her music is regarding her black experience and singing it to white audiences that don't really get it just felt like dehumanizing to her. Um, is that something that you're not, when you make music about your experience, are you specifically targeting it to a group that can like emulate that and empathize or are you just trying to like get out your own catharsis and things? I think for me personally, I'm just kind of trying to just portray myself. I apologize myself. if that was like too heavy, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, a great that was like a long-winded question. Uh, I think for me, it's just kind of just putting it out there, just getting my feelings just kind of on a track. Because I think for me, I make music for therapy. That's just for me. Like, yeah. I just kind of have it in me. Sometimes I don't really want to talk to anybody about it, but I can just, you know, record it. And it just feels like, you know, it's my struggle was, wasn't for vain. It wasn't for mm-hmm. no reason. Like, it's, I, I made art out of it. You made something, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. And I think for performances, I wouldn't really, like, not perform for, like, a wide audience. Because I think <clears throat> after the song is made, like, I just kind of enjoy the song. Yeah. And it's just, just kind of vibe out with it. So I think it's just great to share that with any kind of yeah, audience yeah, yeah. that I can. And yeah. that's just absolutely her choice. It's what makes her feel <clears throat> comfortable. And that's... Like the integrity of her work is just something that she wants to uphold. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I say I definitely use my music as expression. Like, um, there be some days, man. You know, you going <laughs> yeah. through it, it's mm-hmm. especially around October, middle of the semester, man. Midterms, and then again, like a month yeah. and a half later. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and like you know, just like not too long ago, like I was, it was having you know, just you know, a bad day, just a bad day, really in my own head, and then PM's just like, hey. Uh, I forgot to send this to you. And it was like what I needed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that be, I was like, man, that's what I needed. And it's like, I really use it as, as more for catharsis. And um, I feel like once you put out your music, it's sort of like the world's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like whoever resonates with it, you know, that's, and I feel like, that's one of the really powerful things about yeah. music is because like you can write it with a specific like memory or thought or instance like in your mind, but when someone else hears it, they're gonna be thinking about something else. Yeah, and like the meaning changes individually, mm-hmm. um, and it really is like you said that like shared therapy while mm-hmm. where it's like for you to get your feelings out, but it could be anyone's after that, which yeah. is really cool. And I think I think that's why hip hop resonates with so many people in general because uh, a lot of it is of the struggle and. Not not everybody has necessarily gone through that exact struggle, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people can relate. And they're all their, collectively their, struggling. Yeah, yeah, in their own way. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own struggle, um, I feel like. Well, let's wrap up with a more positive note. Um, what is one thing that Callisto Records or being King Gino has done positively for your life? Oh, man. Um, or many things. List whatever you want. I'd say confidence uh, is the biggest thing uh, for me. I don't know. I was pretty confident, uh, young guy. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, it definitely uh, 
confidence and humbleness. You know, it's it's always a balance. Um, the most socially anxious thing I've ever done was give away those, those those um those mixtape cards. Yeah. The first time I went to tally, I was like shaking. I was like, hey, I made I made a uh, mixtape. Uh, do you um. And you were doing it at Dreamville too, right? Yeah. yeah so we went and fun. Dreamville was so much fun. Because I saw those everywhere too. Yeah. We, we, we actually yeah. did a yeah. performance like yeah. right outside of Dreamville. They didn't let us in at first. Yeah. But we were outside with a speaker performing our hearts out, and people speaker, were out there dancing and vibing yeah. with the camera. Yes. And um, <laughs> it was a great time, and it like resonated with people. We were like, "She's gonna bring forty thousand hip hop fans." to one spot to one spot across the Ten street from, from you, my apartment yeah. like yeah we're gonna be out there and <laughs> promoting and marketing our target market and it was yeah. great it like was even better than i could even imagine like people really liked it and they're like oh we have something to do in line like they're already hyped up for the show Get them was, ready for the rest of the day exactly right. it was yeah. great and so we got out so many cards and um and a lot of a lot of followers and a lot of listeners too uh from it um which was great and but like after I gave out the cards, like it was hard to give them out at first. But now, man, if you see me, just throw them. Oh, they're Ninja everywhere. Like <laughs> yeah. you said, you can find them almost anywhere. You know, I'm I'm very like, oh, here, take a card. If you want it or not, I don't know. Just take a card. But yeah. that confidence is like, I'm if you just don't gonna, want it, recycle it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like I'm gonna keep doing what I want to do, and and I'm I'm confident in myself to just pursue what I want to do, mm-hmm. and um, that's how it, it's it's helped me for sure. Anyone else have any commentary on that specific question? Uh, I would say for me, I've always loved music. Um, I've just never been really able to make it. I had a guitar in, uh, I think it was like middle school, what? but um, <laughs> I was never the best at playing guitar. No one's ever the um, best at playing guitar. Right, you know, it's just, uh, I, I tried and tried, and it was, uh, I, my thing was always hip-hop, and I always wanted to do it. Um, I just needed, like, the, the community around me to, like, really do it. And so when I met uh, Norm and Amir and everybody else and, and Gino, um, and we really started taking it serious. I was like, oh, this is something that we could really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that alone just motivates me every day to like try something new, uh, whether it be a new sound, you know, or in, a new inspiration, uh, or just trying to tell a new story. So Yeah. For me, it's about a matter of uh, self-expression because, you know, there's a lot of things that I feel, a lot of things that I think about, but I don't really share with people. Even if they do ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine or anything. But, like, having that artistic outlet where it's, like, completely visual – is something that I feel like, you know, Callisto Records and, you know, having these brothers here, you know, it's amazing for me to have this, you know, mode of expression pretty much. Yeah. So it's been kind of like a really sweet release every mm-hmm. time I release a project, you know, or work on a new one. Yeah. Is that yeah. everybody? And I think for me, it's just kind of, 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 I think just kind of going off of what Nate said, just being able to just want to make music and actually being able to do it. And I think for me, because I'm a producer and I write the raps and then I rap it, then I record it, then I like mix it. So it's like being able to just get from an idea in my head and just to a finished product. It's like a beautiful thing to me. It's kind of like your baby. And then you put it out to the the world and people really like it. So it's just like just being able to express yourself and just having this creation that's all you. Yeah. It's just one of the most beautiful feelings in the world for me. Yeah. Well. Oh, well, yeah, one thing uh, they sort of touched on too is like, um, like it, it's like now we're like this, like it's like I feel like I got a family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like yeah. we definitely like foster that family like environment. So it's like, you know, it goes, you know, it's it's it goes way beyond the music, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, like you know, we just have each other backs for like anything, you know what I mean? And yeah, so yeah. just like having like a, a team of trusted people you can always rely on, um, is like, I it's irreplaceable, you know. 
2020, other than playing Double Barrel Benefit, what's one goal you have or one thing that you're excited to do? Oh, man. I got a list. <laughs> well, we um, <laughs> give me the we, list. We That's fine. List. Yeah. So we have Constellations. I want to do that again. Um, Constellations, second year. Uh, we're going to keep that being an annual thing. Um, I had a couple ideas. I haven't, I haven't shared them with the team. I was thinking about doing a show at a prison. And I feel like well, the NC Central Prison is like right around the corner, and they right listen the to KNC all the time. Yeah, and it's like right up the street. And I feel like I um, make this really awful joke that there are like captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh. Oh. man, that's that's funny. <laughs> you didn't lie. Thank you. you didn't lie. Oh man. Oh man. I feel like I feel like that'd be cool because I want to bring attention to that the criminal justice system. So I feel like how else better to do it with my music and I have attention so like bring it there. It probably also would like make the inmates day just like that little bit better. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I want to do a Callisto Beach retreat. Nice. Where we get the whole team, we like go to like somewhere for the beach, somewhere to the beach, probably in spring break or summer. And we just all lock in and just make some some art, you know, mm-hmm. while we're all, you know, sort of away from our, you know, regular duties and lives. And we it's just like lock beach in. house fever. Yeah. Instead of like cabin fever. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that'd be cool. And um, I think doing a, um, a North Carolina tour is something that we sick. really want to do, too, because I feel like in Raleigh, we kind of we people know who we are. Yeah. But across North Carolina, you know, we might be lacking an audience. So just doing a North Carolina tour. Yeah. That'd be real cool for us. Yeah. Just to kind of get our name out there. And um. I say 2020 is a big year for visuals. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, definitely want to uh, get more video content out there. You know, <clears throat> I feel like that's uh, we're working on it right now, and we're going to be pumping out a lot of great stuff in the future. Y'all should definitely talk to Dot Wave and see how they get stuff done. Like I was looking mm-hmm. at their website earlier today; they have like a video where they use like a drone or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yep. um, it's for quid pro quo where they're like out in like a desert or something, and it's it's a super tough music right. video. But I'm yeah. like. How did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> You're all literally in college. Yeah. How did you do this? Yeah. Nah, drone footage is always super cool. I had a little bit of that in C Smoke video. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a lot of plans. There's a lot of, a lot of new music uh coming very soon. Well, yeah. we are super stoked to see it, uh, especially at Double Barrel Benefit, but just like watching local musicians grow. Um, WKNC is beyond excited to have y'all play. Uh, for audience members who are listening and really excited about this, it will be February 7th at King's in downtown Raleigh. Be there, be there, be there. <laughs> <laughs> Gino and Callisto Records are going to be playing night one. They are the second act of the night, so come early for Vacant Company. Stay the whole night. It only gets better as the lineup keeps going. Um, but of course everyone playing are, are all stars oh yeah can't, can't compare it's them. a great lineup it's, honestly. it's gonna be sick for sure um this has been wknc 88.1 an off the record interview with king gino <clears throat> schmoof <laughs>